From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Friday the 9th of September. Good afternoon. Today we've been talking about the passing of Queen Elizabeth II, as well as discussing three other important stories from around the world. But first, the UK loses a monarch. Yesterday at 6.30 UK time, it was announced that Her Majesty the Queen, the UK's longest serving monarch, died peacefully at Balmoral. This announcement came quite suddenly, with the first indications of something being wrong occurring during a debate of the House of Commons, with a note being passed to the government and Labour front benches, before a public statement was released by Buckingham Palace, saying... Following further evaluation this morning, the Queen's doctors are concerned for Her Majesty's health and have recommended that she remain under medical supervision. The Queen remains comfortable and at Balmoral. It was, however, more serious than many first thought. Her Majesty's immediate family rushed to Balmoral, regular programming on the BBC was suspended, and before too long, that fateful announcement confirmed many's worst fears. The Queen had passed. Immediately upon her passing, her son Charles became king, with a later statement confirming that he would not be taking a new name, instead becoming King Charles III. The Queen's death comes just over a year after the passing of her husband and rock Prince Philip, and a matter of months following her Platinum Jubilee celebrations. Very quickly, tributes poured in from around the world. Prime Minister Liz Truss highlighted that Queen Elizabeth II is the rock that modern Britain is built on. It's an extraordinary achievement to have presided with such dignity and grace for 70 years. While former Prime Minister Boris Johnson stressed that the Queen had modernised the constitutional monarchy, producing an heir to the throne that will amply do justice to that legacy, and that though our voices may still be choked by sadness, we can say with confidence the words not heard in this country for more than seven decades. God save the king. John Major, the oldest serving prime minister of the Queen's reign, talking to the BBC, struggled to hold back tears, remarking that it's heartbreaking news. It's news that one day we knew we'd have, but we always hoped it would be delayed. Beyond just the UK, the President of the United States, Joe Biden, stressed that in a world of constant change, she was a steadying presence and a source of comfort and pride for generations of Britons, including many who have never known their country without her. The former President Donald Trump also paid tribute to the Queen, noting her generous friendship, great wisdom and wonderful sense of humour. Ultimately, the Queen has been a stabilising rock for the United Kingdom over her 70 years on the throne from rebuilding Britain after the Second World War through to the most recent pandemic. And as such, the Queen has been a constant for many. People have ultimately been born, lived and died knowing nothing, knowing nothing other than the steadying hand of the Queen. The country has lost its symbol of continuity and ultimately the country has lost its matriarch. Unsurprisingly, news of the Queen's passing has been covering front pages around the world. But here are three other news stories you ought to be aware of today. 
North Korea has passed a new law enshrining the right for the country to use automatically preemptive nuclear strikes if the country faces an imminent attack by weapons of mass destruction or an imminent attack against the country's strategic targets is detected, according to their state news agency, KCNA. The law itself is set to be an update to a 2013 law that first set out the country's nuclear status, a law which permitted North Korea to use nuclear weapons to repel and retaliate, but not to use nuclear weapons preemptively. Announcing the move, North Korea's leader, Kim Jong-un, said that the law made North Korea's nuclear statehood irreversible and barred any denuclearization efforts. In a speech to the country's parliament, the Supreme People's Assembly, Kim further stressed that the utmost significance of legislating on nuclear weapons policy is to draw an irretrievable line that there can be no bargaining over our nuclear weapons. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make The Daily Briefing part of your everyday routine. Or you can just search for us in your podcast app to listen along. Moving to Europe, and just one day after the European Central Bank raised its key interest rates by an unprecedented 75 basis points and promised further hikes, France and Germany pledged to work and act together to protect households and businesses from the energy price shock continuing to besiege Europe. Speaking just before the start of talks between Eurozone finance ministers in Prague, Germany's finance minister stressed that the pledge is a signal that France and Germany start this meeting of European finance ministers together. It's a signal that we're standing shoulder to shoulder. His French counterpart went on to highlight that we'll protect our households against the consequences of high prices, and that we have to do the same for private companies hit by high gas and electricity prices. Finally, the UN Secretary General has called for massive help for Pakistan following their recent devastating floods. Record rains throughout the country have led to widespread flooding that has destroyed homes, roads, bridges, crops and transport links, as well as killing more than 1,390 people. For context, July and August of this year saw 190% more rainfall than the 30-year average. And according to the Pakistani government, some 33 million people have been disrupted or displaced. Upon his arrival in the country, the UN Secretary General appealed for massive support from the international community as Pakistan responds to this climate catastrophe, launching an appeal for 160 million US dollars in international aid to support Pakistan in the aftermath of the floods. That being said, Pakistan estimates that the floods have already caused more than $10 billion worth of damage and losses. So we'll have to wait and see what support they're able to secure from the international community. That's all we have time for today, but you can get more from TLDR on all of our other channels. Just search for TLDR News on YouTube and you'll find a ton of our stuff. Also, be sure to subscribe right here and help us get to 100,000 subscribers. Anyway, we'll see you on Monday. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also get an extended version of the show every single weekday. Available to watch on Nebula or to stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get an even more extensive briefing every day, then you'll want to sign up.
And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service with some of the world's best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream, and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and, well, it's always ad-free too. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.